0: Of access have Entry 137.DA1006, Certificate Number 26015,
1: Blue Fugates. Are you crazy? Are you blue? Only in color, Michael. Only in color. Do you have a sense uh, that people elsewhere in the world um, do the thing that we do here in America where we say... Oh, I have people in Georgia, or I have people in Massachusetts. Is that is that a is that I have a coinage? People. I have people in North Korea. I have people in. I don't actually say I have
0: people. Oh, you don't. I would think of that as pretty regional, and I would think of. I don't know where I think of it as being.
1: Is it a southern? It sounds southern. It's, it maybe, does sound maybe? southern. I have people in. Blankety blank.
0: Because when I say it, I, I I use that to mean my employees.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, have pe- I have people. I have in people garden. fulfilling orders in a facility in Nevada. So how do you refer? I mean, we've done it multiple times on the show, but how do you refer to your? Uh, is it like where your family is from? Yeah. Is it answering the ethnic the ethnicity question? Yeah, I have people from blank It means. I think your ancestors come from. X rather than that you have distant relatives. I mean, there. this is very
0: fraught because there's really no way to do it right. If you're, if you're um, curious about someone who is not white.
1: Oh, sure. Where are your people from?
0: Yeah. You know, cause you know, you'll, you know, well-meaning people who just want to know more about somebody's culture, you know, right. we'll try, where are you from? I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. But really, <laughs> where are you from? Come yeah. on. Don't but say, I think- <laughs> don't say, yeah, but really, but I've seen even pushing back on, you know, don't don't even do, what's your ethnicity? Don't make the person do the work of
1: having to talk about their ethnicity if you don't want to. I've been finding more and more white people have been adopting some the, Some of the cultural imperialism is now adopting uh, some of that. So it's like it's not polite to ask anyone where their people are from. Which is a bummer if, like us, you're full of Welsh pride. I know, a lot of Welsh pride. I think, you know, looking at you, you might say, well, you're pretty pink.
0: Everybody thought I was Irish as a kid. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Well, and in we, fact, and in fact, most of my friends were not white. Like most of my friends were um, Asian, and so they would just use Irish slurs on me, which I really enjoyed because ah, it, it seems so old timey. Busted. To be uh, first of all, I'm not Irish, so I'm not taking it personally. Did they make potato for, for comments? Them to be, yeah, for them making potato famine jokes or calling me a Mick or whatever. Right. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. Like I'm in a, I'm in a Jack Ryan IRA movie or something.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, uh, we've established on the show recently that you are definitely part elf, because in, in watching the uh, the latest Lord of the Rings adaptation, your resemblance to a lot of the elves is kind of uncanny. Do I look more like the elves than any of the other races? By far, yeah. The only thing missing is pointy ears. You have... You have uh, I wouldn't have called you elfin. People have.
0: Is that right? Did you see... I can't remember where this was, but somebody sent me an email that said like, get off Jeopardy, you elf, or something
1: That's like that. Pretty good. <laughs> Burn. That's even better than calling you a Mick.
0: But no, you're like Elrond. It, it made me so mad that I just left the you're tree like, and I didn't I didn't bake another cookie for the rest of the day. <laughs>
1: the uh, the the newest the young Elrond could be your uncle, could be your cousin.
0: I felt like in the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings, all the elves were supposed to be impossibly ethereal. They all look like um, K-pop,
1: yeah, or, or singers or something, like crazy Danes that had all been stranded on a rock. Just and, amazing bone
0: structure, yeah. But they're, um, but the new elves are the new little elves bit seem like they've been chosen to be more lumpen. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> How did the elves get more shapely in the third age? <laughs> Did the plastic surgery get invented at Rivendell? Look, it's all in the Silmarillion, and you just haven't read uh, deeply enough into it. Amazon did not have the rights to the the elf plastic surgery stuff from the Silmarillion. But we're both Kentucky colonels. (laughs) We (laughs) We are. Did you see they put me on some kind of a mailer or something? Uh, they put your name in the mailer. It's like a picture of me. It's like famous Kentucky Colonels include Ken Jennings. It wasn't.
1: I didn't get it in the mail, but somebody showed it to me online. Oh, because I get all their mailers. I I guess I didn't read deeply enough into it.
0: But this was just like some online marketing they did, oh. where it's like, you know, who are the famous Kentucky Colonels of twenty twenty three? Jason Isbell and, and Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings. <laughs> Jason Isbell probably comes from somewhere Kentucky adjacent. So,
1: well, yeah, he's he's from Alabama, but it's close enough. Um, borders. It's funny that I, uh, this is another example of your hard power versus my soft power. It's unlikely that they're going to say a uh, notorious internet, uh, scoundrel. John Roderick is a Kentucky colonel.
0: Uh, they might, if they're trying to appeal to a certain kind of bad
1: boy, Scoundrels. anti-hero crowd. Yeah. No, I think that's the sons of the Confederacy, which is a very different and antithetical group to the, <laughs> to our wonderful, uh, kentucky colonels group but you know kentucky figures prominently in my history uh and it was not a thing that i knew growing up it was a thing that kind of gradually um revealed itself as i did genealogy work and kind of traced traced back i think my dad as he be you know when my my dad was the first of my family or of his family rather to be like a uh civil rights-oriented liberal Democrat. And so he disavowed his Southern relatives, including his mother or his grandparents. Just
0: because they were...
1: racist. Were they particularly virulent racist, or they were just like... Well, they were Confederates and plantation-owning Confederates. And my dad just did not... There was a lot of that talk, I think, around the House, and he was appalled by it. I don't know how much it influenced his... His politics as a young person and how much of it was just that he became a wobbly in the 30s.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, what do you think changed his mind? He got into labor unionism or?
1: I think, you know. He went to school? Was he the first? He certainly was the first person to go to college. Yeah, that's right. That's interesting. See? That's the woke mind virus.
0: That's how they get you. (laughs) That's right. Like you come from a long line of happy white supremacists and then the woke universities get it. The University of
1: Washington in 1941 was like. Break out of your your old bad thinking. What if slavery was bad, and your dad was like, "Whoa!" So my dad did not emphasize Kentucky in his retelling, and of course, as I've described before, my Welsh grandfather uh, pretended to be Scottish. So growing up, I my dad is there st- just more more prestige. He the Welsh were. Uh, coal miners. His father was a coal miner in Ohio who had come over from Wales as a teenager, and he wanted to be a sheep farmer. Well, it was that he went to. Oh, I guess he went to college, so he would have been he would have been on that side the first college, majored in Scottish studies. He went to a Presbyterian school, and oh, all there you go. of the all of the curricula and all of the um, it's all designed of, to make you Scottish. Yeah, and the the prominent families there were all Scottish, and he the football really, team was tartan. He really wanted that vibe. Mm. And so he just changed his origin story, as was possible in nineteen oh two. The appeal
0: of John Knox. A whole generation of kids grew up thinking Scotland was cool. For so, me it was Star Trek. I didn't have I didn't have Presbyterian. Oh sure,
1: because you couldn't get enough power. Right. Yeah. I, the, the, <laughs> right. <laughs> it was the dilithium crystals, Captain. So yeah, growing up I was I thought I was Scottish and uh, and then sort of... Uh, Downgraded to Kentuckian. Anonymous uh, Southern. And it wasn't until later that I was like, wait a minute. There was... It wasn't just Southern. You there hate, was
0: You hate to get the 23 Me test where you're expecting to see 100% Scottish and instead it's like 100%
1: Kentuckian. Yeah. And well, yeah, 50% Welsh. And So I just recently, uh, last year, drove back and spent a little time in Kentucky and found the old family cemetery. And went to the old family houses. But what I knew about Kentucky growing up was my mother's anti-Kentucky chauvinism as a person from Ohio. Right. And I never saw, and I'm not sure that there is anywhere else in the country as much interstate contempt as there is between Kentucky and Ohio.
0: I can does it go both ways? Like do, uh, you know, I, I can see why on the Ohio side you're thinking, well that's the Mason-Dixon line, that's the confederacy, that's the backwoods, not like us in the enlightened industrialized north, which is a funny way to think of <laughs> southern
1: Ohio. <laughs> well, and you know, southeastern Ohio is yeah. is as much Kentucky as anywhere. Uh, as well, that's But you're going to th- anger
0: your, you're going to get kicked <laughs> out of the colonels.
1: I know. But I think the people in Lexington, Kentucky probably don't think of themselves as less sophisticated than the people of Cincinnati. I have, uh, honestly, less exposure to Kentucky anti-Ohio chauvinism than I have.
0: If you're from Appalachia and you hate Ohio, please let us know and give us the grounds and tell us where the beef started.
1: I do know a lot of Tennessee Appalachians, including a girl named Appalachia. But but, she she says it Appalachia with well, the long a yeah, and we always called her Apple because I get I get yelled at on Jeopardy when I
0: say Appalachians yeah because even though the Appalachians go all the way to Maine yeah the people who live in the 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 holler yeah they think of themselves as the true Appalachians and sure they do. say Appalachia and you know and yeah. I pointed out to them as kindly as I could that they if they wanted me to say it that way they could have won the Civil War
1: there you go and,
0: and they did not
1: that's the attitude. Well, I think if you think of it as a as a feminine sounding name, Appalachia is much sweeter. Yeah, Appalachia. Than
0: Appalachia. They both have apple, but then the second one has like hatchet.
1: Yeah, atcha. So right I, back I, atcha. I do know Tennesseans, and they're they all have a lot of Appalachian pride. Um, but I knew a man who lived in Tennessee, and is, this a, is this he was a, headed for Pennsylvania
0: and some homemade pumpkin pie? No, it's a Christmas Carol lyric. <laughs>
1: But my mother had a lot of uh, prejudice against Kentucky people um, because at the time, um, if you didn't have Roman Catholics in your town, who could you be prejudiced against? Uh, There was lacking anyone to hate. (laughs) They they decided, yeah, right. The South, of course, and then the mountain people.
0: Kentucky provided,
1: but this was a topic that she suggested to me many years ago. This uh, particular show, yeah, fifteen years ago, uh, long before we started doing Omnibus, she said, "Listen, someday, if you ever have a podcast where you talk about the obscure errata
0: with Ken Jennings, who is recently on Jeopardy, are you opening mail while we're doing the show? What I just are you don't doing over there. I just don't want there to be this sound later. So I was trying to silently You're supposed to,
1: to do that sound now. I I did, I, <laughs> I did it so silently because I could do it quietly now. Oh, why? Because my my booming voice is canceling out all the
0: oh no because cuz I can do it slower I see This is like the John Cage as slow as possible mail opening But guess what I will stop because okay. you appear to have bridled at the
1: possibility I did I bridled at you doing something else other than listening to me raptly You don't think I can listen rapt and unwrap Well let's let let me ask you this if you were lecturing your child Yes and your child was opening the mail and looking at you out of the corner of their eye, It's very I, telling that you think of the show as a parental <laughs> lecture every other week. <laughs> I think of all conversations I have in those terms. <laughs> yes, officer, I was speeding.
0: I think we need to do the thing where you now quiz me on anything you've said. And yeah. with my perfect recall, I'm able to shut the teacher down. That's the thing. I used to do that trick in elementary school, and you, it's the best.
1: You have 10% of your brain that is just...
0: Oh, yeah? You know, what was I saying, Mr. Jennings? Uh, something boring about the water cycle?
1: <laughs> okay, he got me again. Well, I hate I hate to always. Uh, I've I've talked about this before. I'm sure, right? Um,
0: Your many mom? times
1: we've talked about Kentucky, and I always probably bring up my mom and her her uh, her prejudice.
0: I do remember this, but I'm not sure which. Uh, I'm not sure in which entry. Somebody can cross reference it for us.
1: But I, I think a lot of it was a sense of of uh, well, everybody's looking for um, a way to set oneself and one's family apart and a big part of that uh that american mountain story the southern ohio story and the the appalachian story was that the people of the mountains were isolated and um and that often led to what at the time i think was a was a real social what um denotation which was inbreeding
0: right i mean that's not that wasn't the that wasn't the source of all kind of cuz there was also a fascination with hillbilly life right like there was some they were kind of free mountain people they had the good music just in kind of early 20th century media they're often coming up as kind of fun homespun folk of the soil you yep. know when 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 daffy duck hangs out with hillbillies they might be moonshining, but nobody's marrying their sister. Yeah, although there is
1: a kind of um, <clears throat> what would you what would you call it? A uh, well, later on there was the the deliverance right. kind of you know sense that people in the in the South, in particular, were prone to to having birth defects or being. You know, really backwards
0: culture, and, and I would say my knowledge of that stereotype is post-deliverance for sure. Yeah. Like I can't think of any data points, but obviously people would have known, and people in the region
1: would have known. But it wasn't just it wasn't just that they were culturally primitive, but there was an element of, uh, I guess you would call racism, um, the, a feeling that they were. Mar- is marrying your sister a race? Well, that you you would then become racially distinct, or you know, or that that there would be a reason that you wouldn't take a take a spouse from there a reason that you would be suspicious of their culture that they would be different
0: one thing i under. see in a lot of southern writing up to the jim crow era is just this idea that you know there are two equally undesirable groups and it's it's africa it's colored people as they would have then said african americans and it's poor white trash um yeah. and you show your status by being above those two groups which you know in the first part Explains pretty much everything you need to know about post Civil War uh, life in the South, uh, up until the Civil Rights Bill, and maybe—and actually, no, <laughs> up until <laughs> up until yesterday. Uh, and this, but the second thing is very interesting. You know, this idea that your social class includes the wrong kind of white folks who might as well be another race.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, right now in the United States, um, in New Jersey and Rhode Island, you. You can still practice incest. Um, it's as long legal. as you just practice? Yeah, it's legal to have intercourse with a relative, but you cannot get married to a relative in New Jersey and Rhode Island.
0: Very uh, sensible. That's a Solomon-like splitting of the incest baby.
1: But in Ohio, only in Ohio, in the United States, it is still legal to have To marry a sibling? To marry a sibling. So much for your mom's uh, imagined
0: hierarchy of the universe. (laughs) I know, I know. Think of all the Kentuckians moving to Ohio so they
1: can marry their siblings. You cannot have intercourse with your child. Are you telling that to me? I'm saying anyone listening to this show cannot. In Ohio. But in Ohio, it is is also illegal. But you can have intercourse with your aunt, uncle, cousin, or sibling and marry them as long as it is consensual between both parties. As long as they are attractive. And my sense is that southern, Southeastern Ohio has the largest, uh, uh, largest community of people married to a close relative of anywhere in the United States.
0: That's a brave uh, generalization just to throw out there. Yeah. Other, countries feel, other parts of the country feel free to represent if you think you have maybe more cousin marriages.
1: I have visited that part of Ohio as part of my Silence of the Lambs tour, and no, as part of my my general crisscrossing of the United States. And it does there is a vibe there. There's a strong southern, southeastern Ohio vibe that's not like other parts of Ohio. They all got big Hopsburg Jaws. Oh, I, I wouldn't say it was the I wouldn't say it was necessarily that you noticed it in the people, just the towns and the and the it's a, it's impoverished. It's it's a poorer part of the state. huh um, but in the mountain, in the mountains. Um, there was a lot of uh, intermarriage because there, the the way the Appalachians are constructed— Or they're the Appalachians. By our God. Uh, the way, <laughs> the they, way God made the Appalachians. <laughs> the way the Appalachians were made by God.
0: In his infinite wisdom, he decided, there are a lot I'll of, make these mountains high enough that you
1: cannot find a non-relative that's right. to marry. There are a lot of uh, deep— Deep, uh, There's a lot of hollers. Hollers. God called them. A lot of deep, deep ravines, and it's hard to get from one place to another. And uh, so communities were isolated. I think you could try harder. Honestly,
0: if you were like, I'm not attracted to any of my cousins. Really, you could leave the holler. It's probably yeah. a little bit steep for part of it. But then you get out of the holler, and I bet it. I bet it grades out.
1: You'd put a put a straw hat on your donkey with cutouts for the ears. <laughs> You'd grab your blunderbuss. And you'd find a different holler. (laughs) And go down the holler.
0: And walking down is probably quite a bit easier. You're like, you know what?
1: I should have left here sooner. There could be tons of girls here I'm not related to. Well, here's what happens. You go down the holler and you get married to somebody. And then you go back up the holler to where you've got your land grant. Mm -hmm. And then when your kids go down the holler to meet somebody, they meet people from the same group that you met. It's true. And you're marrying the same cousins. You'd have to really go down the holler. Especially Hull. over the years, yeah, Huller founder effect. In this case, um, that is what happened. A man by the name of Martin Fugate, who was a French immigrant, but was an orphan uh, and didn't know much about his parents.
0: He's interesting already to me. Yeah, French immigrant orphan. He's such a he cuts such a romantic figure in in the first five seconds of me knowing I know, him.
1: I know he's amazing, and he, it only gets more amazing. Is he
0: a foundling? Does he turn out to be the lost heir uh, to the Bourbon throne?
1: No, but oh. he did, he, it, it, the story, I mean, this dates all the way back to the 1820s when this area of the United States was still the frontier. Very much so. Um, Martin ended up uh, with some land in a, in a hauler and he went down the holler looking for a wife and found a woman by the name of Elizabeth Smith, uh, from the Smiths. From down, the Smiths? Yeah. Down the hall, the, the, the lower holler Smiths. Oh, I thought you meant the band. No, she was not she a member of the band. Johnny Marr. There, w- there was one girl in the Smiths, but it was not Elizabeth. Mm. Uh, and so they were married. And Martin. Uh, uh, now, would
0: you say they were happily
1: married? Or do you think there was a lot of fussing and a feuding? I. Think they were happily married. There might have been fussing and a feuding later. Uh, they had seven kids, so at least they were happily married enough. They put their feuding aside. They didn't have fourteen kids like a lot of people, so maybe they, maybe they were so happy they didn't. They didn't have a lot of kids because they were using the rhythm method. Really? People who are happier use the rhythm method? Hmm. Well, you know, you you uh, you meet a lot of people now who are like, yeah, we're not having kids because we really like our life. Yes, exactly. As single people, we, ha-
0: we have Schnauzers.
1: Yeah, we're we're married and we love our dogs and we just like going to the movies and we're not having kids. So maybe this is the version.
0: Maybe they just had a bunch of corgis. Back then, you would have seven. You'd be like, no, our lives are so good. We decided to only have
1: seven kids. We have seven donkeys. We're just we're just young and in love. I don't think. Yeah, exactly. We just want to spend more time cuddling and not so much time. Because uh, even reading. if you're not fussing and feuding, if you have seven kids, they start fussing. See, and and, then, and soon feuding. We'll get to that. Uh, the the um, Martin Fugate, in uh, by some accounts, had a kind of well a bluish tint to wait, his skin. Wait,
0: you're burying the lead. I've jumped ahead. He's an orphan. Yes, and he's a French immigrant. Yes, but also he's a
1: space alien. Well, you'll notice that uh, that. Do some people have a bluish? Well, there are tinge? You know, as a pink person, I'm quite. You pink. might notice. You might not notice a blueness, although you might. But yes, you know, your blueness. If you if you just uh, like, let's say you were a junkie and you put a belt around your arm and held it there long enough to uh, underlying uh, to use uh, some sort of uh, hypodermic needle, a kit you might keep. Your hand would get blue, right? You would even mine. Uh, even yours, no matter how pink. Even your pink hand, maybe especially yours, would turn blue, and that would be that would represent a lack of oxygen in the blood. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the hemoglobin carry in our blood, in our red blood, carries uh, a lot of iron in it, as we know. An the, amazing molecule. The 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 iron uh, is the thing that bonds with the oxygen, that uh, then goes from our lungs and brings the iron to the rest of the body. Let's hear it for hemoglobin. That's right. And hemoglobin uses, uh, the iron in hemoglobin is uh, what we would call ferrous iron, iron two. Yeah, there are different iron ions. There are. Ferrous, ferric. So uh, the ferrous iron uh, is the iron that bonds with oxygen and brings it to the body. Save ferrous. The ferric iron, which is iron three, does not bond with oxygen.
0: Different number of mm, protons, I think. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Fer- ferric uh, iron has is a plus two. It has a plus two charisma. And <laughs> fer- fer- uh, no, Ferric Island, ferrous iron has a plus two charisma. Ferric Island, more charismatic, has a plus three charisma. Uh, relative to oxygen, related I'm,
0: to oxygen. I'm going to do a saving roll and see which kind of iron oxide I have in my blood. And which do you think it is? Um, well, I'm
1: pink, so I don't have the blue kind, right? Right. So so the hemoglobin is is the uh, the red blood cells that have the iron 2. If you have methemoglobin, methemoglobin is the iron 3. Uh, if you look at the word, it looks like methemoglobin. Meth- oh, but it's not? But it's methemoglobin. So me- hemoglobin. it's not
0: related to the prefix meth, no. like, like we would use in methamphetamine. People are going to yell at me for saying it was protons. It's actually electrons that differ, I believe. The
1: electrons differ. It's the outer shell of the electrons that, that are different in determines different, whether or not you... In different um, ionic states of iron. So this condition of having um, a certain percentage of your uh, iron... Mm-hmm being uh, ferric or iron three versus ferrous uh, is a a condition called methemoglobinemia. 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 Anemia. I don't know why
0: I'm saying it like Johnny Carson. Like there's no (laughs) car answer (laughs) to
1: methemoglobinemia. Um, And that is, it's not an uncommon condition. Um, The, the iron three, the, the body's production of iron 3 can vary, and it, it uh, actually can be induced environmentally. You can kind of...
0: You can trick your body into making weird kinds of iron?
1: Yeah, you I'm can... I'm going
0: to do that. That's my New Year's resolution. Is that right? Like, yeah. fool your body into making bad iron? I want some new ions going on here.
1: Yeah, you can... I mean, there are, uh, there are external kind of... If you take... Like um uh, have you ever used orogel it's a What's it, gel? it's orogel? it's like it's benzocaine. it's like a oh, local anesthetic like if can, you have mouth pain, yeah. you put it on
0: your gums or something
1: uh that can trigger the production of the wrong iron not not just say that on the tube I, it, you I, may I, consult your doctor if you turn blue, <laughs> yeah, right, if your body suddenly is oxygen oxygen starved um. Certain nitrates in your food—we're always looking for to eliminate nitrates. We are, and uh, nitrates can also kind of trigger this uh, transformation. Eat bacon and you'll turn blue. There's an antibiotic called dapsone that is used as a primary antibiotic uh, solution to leprosy, which you don't see that often, but it also it also mm-hmm. is used to treat toxoplasmosis, which is the disease you get, you get from, from your cat's, cat's litter box. Litter box. Um, so we're back to, we're da- back to people with too many cats.
0: I mean, if you have leprosy, it's a pretty good trade. Yeah. I got some good news and bad news. So your skin is
1: not falling off anymore, but it might be a little blue. Have you seen the Smurfs? Uh, unfortunately, that, uh, Dapsone is also used as a treatment for acne. And I think people with severe acne might, that might also be one that they kind of go, well, blue skin or, or bad acne. You might pick blue. Um, yeah you can cover up a zit. so there is there is this kind of uh methemoglobin. boy i don 't know what happened to me I used to be able to just speak English say words methemoglobin, methemoglobin this
0: is a word you 'll never have to say before or since there's yeah. nothing wrong with
1: um struggling it is an it, there it, it is normally occurring in the body most of us have but you know about two percent of the of our uh, the iron in our body is this kind of Iron that doesn't bond with oxygen, but it it's can, not just
0: that it doesn't bond as well. It's just terrible. It, it doesn't bond at all. It Doesn't bond.
1: Oh wow. Um, so you know, all of us have have it, and you can have as much as twenty percent of your of the iron in your blood uh, be this uh, iron three, where you don't experience any health. Uh, any adverse health effects. Uh, it will register an oxygen meter, you know, like if, if you put your, a, a measurement of the blood in, or the oxygen in your blood will give you a lower reading than is actually true. I mean, you know, if you...
0: Yeah, they do that for, I, I saw them doing that for COVID patients. That yeah. You'd, that'd be a, a sign that your lungs are needing help.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it drops below 97, they kind of raise their eyebrows. Uh, if you have this kind of hemoglobin you might you might get a reading of 85%.
0: So it'd be chronically low for them but they don't have any of the side effects that you or I would have if we had lower oxygen or do they also still have maybe less endurance or whatever?
1: The the side effects start to come in after you have more than 20% of this kind of hemoglobin in your blood. A- at which point it it uh you'll start to have headaches, but also it has a uh, it produces emotional effects, anxiety and and um uh, and then, when you get between thirty and fifty percent, you do get fatigue and confusion and dizziness.
0: So it's just like what you or I would have if we had not enough
1: oxygen. Rifle. Yeah, and over fifty percent, you're into uh, having death. Um, you can't live with that much of the wrong kind of hemoglobin. Yeah, you fly, you you would fall into a coma and eventually die if you didn't have enough.
0: Is it treatable? Can you like do blood transfusions of the?
1: Of the good kind of hemoglobin, you don't even need to do that. Um, it's extremely treatable, oh. as we'll see in the story. It's um, it's it's really kind of simple to treat. Uh, but at the time in the in the early 19th century and the mid 19th century, um, what happened among the the Fugates, Elizabeth Smith and Martin Fugate, although coming from Very different backgrounds. Martin, again, a a French orphan. A blue French orphan. Uh, And her, a pink non-French non-orphan. Elizabeth, a a red-headed... They're going to have purple kids. Presumably Scottish um, uh, Appalachian person who, uh, by all accounts, had very translucent skin. Mm. They both were carrying the uh, recessive gene for, as I'll say, once again... Methemoglobinemia. Met hemoglobinemia. ba-da-bada ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. It really trips off the tongue. Yeah. And they uh, of their f- seven children, four were born to them, I'm sure inexplicably, with blue skin. Just born blue. Blue. And when when I say blue. Do you think they
0: knew they had the recessive gene? Like no. you, Oh, so he didn't know that even though you were saying he's kind of a, a sallow sort, it had never nobody had ever done a test and been like, your blood is. Chocolatey brown, sir.
1: Well, in eighteen twenty, the idea of a recessive gene hadn't even really it would hadn't made it to Appalachia, right? That he didn't know he, he didn't have any condition
0: that presented as no. uh, weird skin or weird blood or anything.
1: No, that and that's the funny thing. At at twenty percent of the wrong kind of uh, iron in your hemoglobin, you you can exhibit blue skin without any other uh, negative effect. Boy, let's live in the dream. And you got blue skin. But a lot nothing of, else, the world is your oyster. A lot of the people in the Fugate clan lived to uh, lived into their 80s, so they would have lived long, healthy lives with no other effect other than the blue skin. But the blue skin is very blue. It's not just a kind of like, oh, I'm cold and my fingertips are
0: blue. It's not merely pale and cool in color. It's No, it's blue. It's, um, it's, compare it to something that's not a, a hillbilly's skin.
1: Well, um, let's see, there are blue things all around us. Like, is it like a, a,
0: a slate blue house or is it more of a kind of a pale, like, uh,
1: like well, is it a pastel? Let's see. It, there are, there aren't a ton of photographs surviving of them, but it is a purpley, but also not, not the, I think in the Fugates it was, it was really like a, like a, uh, like a bright blue, um. Yeah, I've seen pictures of
0: someone with this condition, and it's, you know, depending on the light, it's somewhere between Smurf, Royal Smurf Blue and kind of a purplish shade.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it's fascinating. And, of course, they didn't understand where it was coming from. They thought it was the devil. Perhaps the blue devil of Duke. Perhaps the blue devil of Duke. The blue devils, of course, being from North Carolina, we would never— in our um, in our talk about the central Appalachians, we would never is besmirch that, the good is, reputation of. Is that offensive? People in the southern is that the wrong kind of Appalachian. But there was a lot of confusion and shame around being blue. <laughs> that and, is now, and uh, and so the the fugates already kind of isolated in their holler uh, were less inclined to. To move or even visit the big city. To go to the barn dance. And so the children of the gates Married each other. Well, no. They went down the holler and they met other Smiths, mm-hmm. Elizabeth's relatives, and married the Smiths, who— Who had the recessive a, pers- gene. Pers- a certain percentage of them had the recessive gene. And the bluer they were, um, the more met H—let's just call it met H— um, the more they self-isolate. And over time... Because,
0: you know, when people want to say they're not racist, um, when racist people want to say they're not racist, they're always like, I don't care if you're black, white, blue, or orange. Right. But it turns out in this case, people really did care if they were blue.
1: Well, and they also care if you're black or orange. We don't know about the
0: orange. (laughs) I mean, there's plenty of historical evidence that they weren't crazy about black skin. Orange Are are there
1: orange hillbillies? Well, no, but I think, you know, they might have described native americans as
0: that's true that's true
1: ken we've got a new t-shirt design after Uh, all this time it's about time yeah i know it is about time and uh not only is our new t-shirt design cool but it does not incorporate artwork uh, submitted by one of our fans it is entirely your and my idea
0: you wanted a simpler look. You thought maybe the big graphic tees were leaving out an audience who wanted something cleaner,
1: smaller, preppier. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I feel like if you're going to cover the front of a t-shirt with a, with a giant emblem, it should be three wolves howling at the moon. Um, 100%. Wh- whereas if you're going to do as we have done and release two matching t-shirts, Ooh. a match set, One in black says, over the left pocket, left breast, compatible with Marxism. Mm -hmm. And then a matching shirt in gray, but that says, not compatible with Marxism. Are you with me? Are you with me so far?
0: In hindsight, maybe we should have done Marxism on
1: the left and
0: anti-Marxism on the right.
1: Oh, that would have been smart. It didn't occur to us. Well, next time.
0: But this is your chance to vote with your dollars. Do you want the compatible with Marxism omnibus t-shirt or the not compatible with Marxism omnibus t-shirt? We don't know. We won't know who won the Cold War until the numbers are in.
1: So futurelings, uh, if you love talking about omnibus and love talking about politics with strangers and economics, which I'm guessing you all do in one form or fashion, these t-shirts are real conversation starters, even if you never, never leave your house. You and your uh, significant other, or insignificant other, depending on how compatible with Marxism you
0: are. You can argue about the collectivization of farms for days.
1: Yeah, you can wear opposite shirts on certain days and let that, you know, ignite conversation over the breakfast table.
0: Go check uh, out—our friends at Mediocrity own the means of production, so go Mm -hmm. to omnibusproject.com slash store and follow the links to these cool
1: new uh, Marxist-themed t-shirts. They're so cool. So, we're talking now from 1820, over 130 years, uh, the the descendants of the Fugates, which included family names like the Combs and the Richies and the Smiths and the Stacys, uh, all Just kept getting bluer. passed this gene around until there were hundreds of blue relatives living in This part of a teal turquoise. And my mom suggested this topic to me because this was part of, you know, one of the things that she found hilarious about Kentucky.
0: Oh, this was one of the canards about the hill people is that
1: down there, they're, they're so weird. They turn blue. Yeah. Some of them are blue. And, and uh, I think uh, they were, they were discriminated against because it did feel like a race thing in absence of any other explanation. But also, it seemed like a thing that you might have been touched by the devil. Ah, I see.
0: I mean, I wouldn't do this because they might—I wouldn't say any insult like that because then they would poke you with a pitchfork, probably.
1: Not because they're the devil, but just because they're hillbillies. Right. They've always got a pitchfork handy. But we're talking about other hillbillies, which I think is in itself a term of disparagement. But the people in the holler one over— Probably didn't want to. Am I going to get canceled for calling them hillbillies? Maybe mountain folk. What am I supposed to say? Yeah, let's let's say that mountain folk. The noble mountain peoples of Appalachia of all the colors. I think that they uh, they didn't marry outside of their uh, their isolated community because people outside the community were like, well, if I marry them, I might have blue kids. Then they're not wrong. And they well they. Because most other people didn't have a recessive gene will one will one parent with enough
0: hemoglobin undo the uh the weird genetics of the of the met
1: h parent well let's talk for a minute about recessive genes if you have only one parent with a recessive gene can you have can that recessive gene
0: my understanding is it does depend on the gene like it doesn't always immediately mask like there are kinds of uh what, Uh,
1: intermediate uh, manifestations of things like that. But in this case, it seems like... Well, there were a lot of different shades of blue, and in in a lot of cases, um, it would just be blue fingertips and toes. People reported, you know, when they got really mad, they would get bluer. (laughs) Oh, that's what I want. Um, You know, you'd have blue lips. Blueness could kind of... Come and go. You, not all people were like solid Smurf blue. What about say romantic excitement? <whistles>
0: Somebody who's perfectly normal, but became
1: blue when they were aroused. Yeah,
0: only their genitals turned blue.
1: I mean, that may be that may be why people from neighboring hollers didn't uh, didn't intermarry because they were like, she's beautiful, but wait, every time we start necking, it's why they always wear blue overalls. It's just to hide any. Emerging okay. blueness. Now, all of this was happening in the area of Hazard, Kentucky, and this is not the hazard of Hazard County, Georgia, yeah, it's where in Georgia, where the Duke boys are uh, are thwarting Boss Hog over and over. They're not blue. No, they're Bo- not. Bo and but Luke, but um, you know, I think I think Hazard County. I, you know, I I think people from the Mountain States name things Hazard. Uh, maybe to keep other people out. <laughs> well, it's a ha- it's a hazardous life they lead up there. Well, and I'll there's not, tell you, there's not a real hazard, Georgia. I assume the creek running through the area was called Troublesome Creek <laughs> in Hazard, and so it does now seem to feel like um, maybe they're naming things like Dead Horse uh, just to keep folks from emigrating there. Because as th- we know, Dead Horse is is uh, Yukon Territory prep. Uh, like paradise, but I'd go somewhere with a troublesome creek that
0: actually makes it seem like a fun hauler to me.
1: Yeah, it does kind of, right? But I'm open-minded like that. Anyway, the the, the blue people of Kentucky, uh, the the fugates, stayed isolated enough that they were mostly legendary until the 1950s. They're like cryptids. Yeah, they are. They're uh, they were they the 14 times of its day. Was always trying to discover whether they're, whether these people were really blue. Uh, in the 50s, a man by the name of Luke Combs took his wife to the hospital on another matter, The down to the hospital in Lexington. And everyone at the hospital, whatever her ailment was, they weren't interested in treating it, and she died. No. No, no, oh. no, no. no. <laughs> Uh but they were just like, check this blue lady out. They were really fascinated by the fact that she was blue. It's and like
0: showing Captain Kirk a green lady.
1: That's right. He won't he just can't get all can't get enough. I know. Uh and it was maybe fortunate that there happened to be a hematologist by the name of Mas- uh, Madison Coween, And he's always uh he's always his name is always written Madison Coween the Third. Good for him. It feels like a little bit of a serial killer name, but also kind of a... There are probably so many other illustrious Madison Coeens in his yeah. family
0: that it really helps to be like, oh, right, the hematologist. Not yeah. his dad, the attorney general of the state. Or it whatever.
1: might be a little bit of an early version of Nepo Baby, like, <laughs> like a little bit of a, a shoot down. Yeah, I'm sure Madison Coeen Jr. really opened a lot of doors for Madison Coeen III. Anyway, he was a hematologist from the University of Kentucky, a young guy who was there in Lexington doing a rotation... And he had read that this was also a problem or also an occurrence within the Inuit population in, in Alaska or nor, northern in the Arctic. Interesting. They're, uh, they're not just cold. No, although, you know, the cold, the cold does affect it. But no, because of the tendency for families to interbreed mm-hmm. in isolated, isolated places. And he recognized it as a, as a problem of the blood. And
0: this guy's a hematologist. He probably thinks everything's a problem with the blood.
1: That's the thing. He is a, he's looking for a blood problem. I think if you draw blood from someone with met H, the blood is, is visibly brown. It's chocolatey colored instead of, instead of bright red. It looks like Hershey's chocolate sauce. Yeah. That's just, you know, saying that it's just going to discourage Europeans from thinking that Hershey's is delicious. Which is a decades long uh, thing in my way to to stick up for Hershey's. Trying to convince people in Switzerland that really Hershey's aren't bad,
0: waxy chocolate. (laughs)
1: Delicious. It's quite good. It looks like uh, Nutella. Does that help? There you go. That's much better. The Hershey bar with almonds is the highest form of chocolate dessert. I'll I'll go to go to the go to my deathbed. With that hot, you'll
0: tank. go to your deathbed and you'll head straight to hell, where you'll just have to eat almond joy for
1: eternity. Look, I hate almond joy. Whatever, it's a Hershey's product. No, isn't it? That's terrible. Oh, maybe it's Peter Paul. No, I don't know. Anyway, Madison Cawein the Third gave um, Mrs. Combs an injection. I bet he did, and it was an injection of a blue dye called methylene blue, which is a a kind of salt. Yeah, we use that as an indicator for something. Oh no, that's the stuff you put in brownies. What methylene
0: blue? Yeah, we did this once in college. Some people had some uh, an, another apartment had pranked us. Oh, and, and, and made we, your pea green. We yeah, we made the methylene. I can't remember what they did to us, but oh, maybe they did the no, no, they did the brownies to us. Wait, you've never told me about your
1: college hijinks.
0: I, I can't you had hijinks? Remember. Well, apparently, I can't remember which way the story goes. I can't remember what we did. To start this, but in return, short-sheeted their beds. We got methylene blue brownies, and you know, peed blue for a week.
1: And that's the that's the only effect. You pee, you pee blue. I hope so. In the case of uh, of people with met h, we fight for the defendant. It immediately uh, increases the oxygen oxygenated form of iron. Oh, interesting! In their blood, such that the 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 nurse in attendance. Ruth Pendergrass reported that their skin started to turn pink before her eyes.
0: Ironically, you give somebody blue dye, give somebody blue dye and it makes them less blue.
1: Less blue. Two blues make That's, a right. That proves that homeopathy works. Yeah, two blues, I guess, make a pink. <laughs> um, and so all of a sudden, you know, this thing that had caused them so much shame throughout their lives this uh this scarlet letter it's as it were <laughs> the azure letter <laughs> um was relieved by just a simple intervention a non-toxic intervention and so the you know the stigma of the the blue fugates what now had a treatment um and the last The last family to be born, sort of pre-treatment, was uh, the Stacy family. Luna Stacy had thirteen kids, and she was blue, and her family was blue. But um, Ben Stacy would have been the last child born blue, the last blue American, because as the as the stigma of their blueness went away as a result of these injections, they then, the families dispersed out of their isolated sort of... Uh, blue man group. <laughs> that just let the air out of me. Yes, they dispersed out of their blue blue man group and started to, you know, be able to live normal lives in, <laughs> in normal Lexington. Life,
0: normal lives.
1: <laughs> My handicap was I was too blue. And as soon as they married people that did not have the met h uh, uh gene it got dominated out of them Yeah, DNA. The, the blue blue went away and um ben stacy was blue was blue as a baby but immediately got the uh the blue dye the blue dye dye treatment and um and now you know the fugates are not any different from anyone else and I oh, accept you know, for whatever. Well, but whatever they're, uh, they're, yeah, they're great banjo players, and also, <laughs> right. you know,
0: I found a chemist online saying, "Do not do the methylene blue brownies prank." By the way, it can have oh. it can have bad effects on um, different kinds of medications.
1: Oh, sure. It's just like eating grapefruit. You can't do it if you're on certain meds.
0: So that apartment of girls could have actually killed me if I'd been on.
1: Wait, uh, did they were girls. You were cranking each other and one of you was a group of girls? Does it seem not ladylike to you? No, I mean, that just gets hotter and hotter, this story. (laughs) But there is one other uh, instance of a person with blue, with, you know, extraordinarily blue skin uh, that was in the news fairly recently. But he is not a person genetically blue. He's a man named Paul Carrison, and I don't know if you remember this, but there was a uh, a fad for drinking and applying colloidal silver. Silver has been recognized as an antibiotic for thousands of years, and um, and as part of a kind of eighties nineties health craze, uh, drinking a, a mixture of silver and water. You know, a, really a tincture level amount of silver was touted as a solution to aging. It was a, you know, it was a low grade antibiotic with health benefits that didn't, that wasn't biological. I missed, I missed all of this. Yeah. I mean, I didn't take any colloidal silver at all. You missed a lot of, of, uh, m- modern health fads. I'm guessing. That's probably true. But colloidal silver was a, was and is. I mean, you can still find it and take it as a, I mean, it's it's maybe not any different than NAD3 or whatever that. Um, it seems expensive. Well, I mean, it yeah. but It's I mean, a precious metal. You know, it's just, a, just a, a tiny.
0: Can you harvest it from your excrement and retake it or does it build up in your tissues?
1: Well, that's a good idea. Maybe you should just poo in one place for decades and then come in and collect. Harvest the silver from the bottom of the compost.
0: I agree. Imagine some old timey prospector discovering, discovering a my septic tank and being like, well,
1: sure. <sighs> doing a little dance." Sure, all those all those poo pits that are out there, um, people need to dig down and full of silver. Dig down deep. Anyway, Paul uh, had a friend that was sick, and he had discovered this colloidal silver uh, treatment, and so he convinced his friend to start drinking it, and he drank it along with him in solidarity. I watched an interview that he did with Oprah mm. and Dr. Oz, a <laughs> famous benevolent medical personality and recently defeated gubernatorial candidate for Pennsylvania. Was it the governor? Yeah. No. Yeah. No senator. No senators. Senator. Senatorial candidate. Anyway, he kept drinking the silver, and then he had— uh, he had a bad outbreak of psoriasis, and so he started applying a silver a colloidal silver cream to his skin, and at the time he was living with his he was caring for his parents, both of whom had recently had strokes. So he was kind of isolated in this house, uh, not seeing people from outside, and was applying and drinking colloidal silver uh, using his own proportions. Probably sort of too much. Mixing it himself. And he didn't realize that he had turned blue, permanently blue, until a friend came by to visit and said, What has happened to you? Why are you blue? Oh, he didn't know. He didn't notice. Maybe he didn't look in the mirror for weeks and months.
0: Or he was. Just, it was happening so gradually he was like, Yeah, it's probably about the color I was yesterday.
1: Yeah, this light bulb is probably malfunctioning and maybe... Uh, Maybe it's just maybe my eyes are a little clouded from being in this dark house. I remember him, and his
0: was the picture I found when I was trying to see how blue he's known m- as Papa makes you. Do you feel like the colors analogous?
1: Yeah, I think that the I think that the fugate blue was actually maybe bluer and less purple. Oh, interesting. Um, but most of the pictures of them uh, seem to have been color retouched, so. It's not um I didn't find a ton of
0: Yeah, the pictures you see of the Fugates are all are all uh, tinted. Yeah. No right. nobody took I mean color photography would not have existed for quite a bit of their reign of uh, blueness.
1: I mean it would have in the 50s when uh, when they kind of came out and were being treated and you do see some pictures of them that are um where you do you do get a sense of their blueness and some of it's, you know, blue verging into green, whereas Papa Smurf is blue into purple. None of it seems to have affected his health either. The colloidal silver just sort of uh it blew him out, but not didn't poison him. And silver poisoning certainly a thing. So he lived a long and healthy life. Well he's, so he's still just, alive. Just bluer than Blue. Bluer than blue, sadder than sad. Um, this is the only life he ever had. He is not, in fact, still alive, though. Oh, he's Papa from, Smurf has died. He's
0: from Bellingham. He had a heart attack in 2013. But
1: oh, this, well, uh, this sorry, his, my bad.
0: His obituary says he was a heavy smoker and had had heart problems for years. So I don't think we can battle.
1: Or I don't think we can. Um, don't think we can blame colloidal silver. Why? Wow. So he's from Bellingham. That's just right up the road here. Yeah. So he had sinusitis, dermatitis, acid reflux, and he um he 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 felt like this colloidal silver actually helped treat all those conditions. Cleared all that up. But um but the side effect of course maybe not worth it. But he uh he, it looks like he was tattooed, right? It looks like he it looks like he's wearing face tattoos. It looks
0: like he's wearing Oompa Loompa, um, you know, Oompa Loompa drag, stage makeup. Yeah, it's it's really remarkable. But I guess that's good. You know, you, there's no way to do if you wanted blue skin for some reason.
1: Well, he continued to use it, uh, even though it had permanently dyed him. So I guess once you're, permanently yeah, I guess dyed, once
0: in for a penny, in for a pound, right?
1: But he also became a recluse because it was just too much. I'm sure people double taked. Quite a bit, and um, and maybe at some point, as a recluse, he ended up moving into a homeless shelter.
0: It's a sad story. Hard to say how much is related to the blueness of his skin and not the content of his character. We don't know, but um,
1: you know, don't he, judge a man by the blueness of his skin.
0: Grocery delivery appeared too late for him to not get pointed at it. Pointed and laughed at at Higgins.
1: That's right. That's my, that's, that's
0: my Bellingham, my grocery <laughs> store uh, anecdote of choice.
1: And that's before Higgins bought all those Albertsons that nobody wanted.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, his story is interesting because it means if you did want blue skin, let's say identify as a blue skin, can I be a Rachel Dolezal type, but for
1: blue Americans? I think now that they've relaunched the Avatar series, there might be a lot more interest in...
0: I bet there are going to be people who identify, there were a lot of people who... Um,
1: Identified as Na'vi,
0: who felt like they were depressed after seeing that movie because they couldn't actually go back to Pandora, so they saw it a hundred times and have fan groups, and you know they feel like they're they identify as Pandorans, and obviously you can't arrange to be born to a family of of inbred mountain folk,
1: right? But you can, but put you could silver. take a dangerous amount of colloidal silver. So, uh, so yeah, I wonder if you can self-identify as Na'vi. And uh, and this is a, a part of your transformation. He looks a little
0: too purple to be navi. If James Cameron is smart, if he knows where the money is, well, maybe he will introduce some purplier residents of Pandora.
1: Maybe don't keep taking it. Maybe put it, put it on. Yeah. For less time. Don't just keep going till you're blue in the face.
0: And that concludes Blue Fugates entry 137.da1006. Certificate number 26015 in the Omnibus. Uh, Futurelings, as always, you can find the new weekly Omnibus on social media, at Ken Jennings, at John Roderick, at Omnibus Project. Uh, Other listeners will be uh, found as Futurelings on Facebook. Uh, You can email us at theomnibusproject at gmail.com to complain about whatever um, issues of blue identity or representation
1: you feel we treated hand-handedly in this entry. Uh, we, I should trigger alert right now that if you are either blue skinned yourself or triggered by people with blue skin, please do not listen. Don't, don't listen to this to sentence. this
0: entry uh, at all costs. Th- certainly, don't wind it back and listen to it again, unless you're just a real glutton for punishment. Or maybe you're trying to do aversion therapy and you want to be more um, tolerant. Is that still a thing to blue? I think so. Isn't that some way to get people over phobias? Is gradually increase their. Uh, their exposure?
1: Yeah, but I thought just, our contemporary solution to that was just to dive deeper into it. To go inside.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're uh, claustrophobic, in which case, go outside. Okay, right. Uh, the uh, The omnibusproject at gmail.com would be the place to send those. As
1: you may have heard, we
0: have some mail.
1: Yeah, but I right. was opening prematurely. We were opening mail during my show.
0: Uh, Gina. We were. Gina sent us a, uh, a very cool. Podcast from the Outer Banks, the Cape
1: Gina, G-I-N-A. Oh, the more conventional spell. And
0: uh Gina and Phil are fans of all your great shows. And because they were listening on a trip to the Outer Banks, they enjoyed the show about the moving lighthouse. And here's a very suspect postcard. Like I believe that's a Photoshop oh, job.
1: Huh. There's a moon? Yeah, that that's a pretty severe moon illusion happening there. It's um it's not even a, an
0: attempt to make it look like what it actually would if you saw the moon rising with the zoom lens like the
1: lighting's all wrong the Yeah what a strange choice um do they reference the weird moon in the postcard or are they just no, that's just they, part of it they're the, just like this is the lighthouse that moved
0: maybe they didn't even notice the weird moon maybe there's maybe they thought that was like a, a some kind of a domed mega church nearby yeah, or
1: a big cheese a wheel of cheese well hat tip to you Gina Thank you Gina and
0: Phil Colin sent us a great note with a period, um, like a, it looks like a 1962-era Seattle World's Fair it does. postcard. There's the Science Center. Beautiful. but uh, beautiful Minoru Yamasaki architecture. Uh, as the twice-weekly era of Omnibus comes to an end, I wanted to send a note with my gratitude for expanding my knowledge, easing my commute, and provoking a dozen thoughtful chuckles per episode. <gasps> a dozen? A dozen thoughtful chuckles. We should start flagging them. Thoughtful chuckle number six, and then you'll make a little, <laughs> you'll make a little witticism and then uh, Colin can laugh. Thank you so much uh, for, uh, <laughs> he points out that um, this postcard credits the uh, color treatment on it to Mike Roberts of Berkeley 2,
1: California. Berkeley 2? Berkeley 2. What even is, is it like Biosphere 2? We is, should do an episode on Berkeley too, is, whatever it is. Is there a new Berkeley? I like that that postcard has the Century Twenty One logo on the back, which you you yeah, see that was the you see less frequently. The Up Records logo
0: was the real was the Century Twenty One realtor uh, named for the named for the fair, or were they the sponsor of the fair, or? Do you, uh, remember, do you remember? Century Twenty One, the big, of course,
1: Seattle area realty? Is that they, were they national or not? They well they 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 were in Anchorage. Now I just looked up Berkeley Two, and it appears to be located in Glasgow, but it's a it's Scotland. A, yeah, but it's a it's like a rehearsal studio, so that, that can't be true. I don't think this is that Berkeley Two.
0: Um. Scarlett and Sophie Ricard I hope I'm saying that right uh, sent us a note saying our cousin Will Samuels heard you talk about the original of this book on your show their Eisner nominated graphic novel The Ragged Trousered Philanthropists Yes. and they sent us a copy I have no memory of which show this is who are the ragged trousered philanthropists John
1: no pressure (laughs) Uh... what show is this I think it was in the Boots Theory episode. Um where we were talking about the, oh, the did, Terry Pratchett theory did of this economics. Guy, did this
0: guy originate the the um the observation that the poor are are um
1: the ragged trousered philanthropist underprivileged, I underprivileged came uh, uh, later. Uh, oh this is so it might have been a uh,
0: well this book is but the 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 actual early 20th century socialist works they're referring to would have predated Pratchett.
1: Right. So I forget whether it was, I forget how I I referenced it. When I'm looking at it here, it's also a television show. Well, the good news is we got a copy of uh, an Eisner-nominated
0: graphic novel about it.
1: It's amazing how we can do this show and remember less about it than... Literally every person who
0: listens to it. I'm gonna say that you're right, and this was a, a ragged trousered philanthropists.
1: Do you think it's in our metadata? Is that what you're searching for?
0: <laughs> yes. Here we go. Here's an author tracing the Sam Vimes Boot theory back to this Robert Tressel socialist novel. Is it a novel? Some we may never know. Well, thank you, Scarlet and Sophie. It's beautifully drawn. I recommend this to uh, people who are interested in historical grafica insofar as I haven't read it yet. Oh, and here's this Dollywood um, pamphlet from last week's show that I didn't actually read. We got a postcard from Dollywood, but we also got a brochure reminding us that there's a uh, there's a flower and food festival in the spring. There's a Dream Resort and
1: Spa, if you ever want to go to a Dolly Parton-themed uh, day spa. Maybe we can use the Dollywood brochure as a bookmark in the Ragged Trousered Philanthropist graphic novel.
0: Do you know there's a gift shop called Dolly's Closet at Dollywood where you can buy her um, clothing and accessories
1: inspired by her look? Oh, so you can't buy hers, but you can (laughs) buy... She's not selling used uh, stuff. I bet you that would command a premium. Think about all the outfits Dolly Parton has had over the years. She's like Vanna White. She never repeats an uh, an, uh, uh, ensemble. Vanna White, who was on a daily television show, for, never repeated a...
0: Not only is she on a daily television show, she has been on a daily te- television show for 40 years, and she never wears an outfit twice.
1: Has anybody, uh, surely someone has counted how many outfits that is.
0: Well, it would be roughly 40 times 220 or 30. I think we do 230 Jeopardies a year. You do? Wow. Well. That's
1: a lot. Yeah.
0: Less for me. All told. Yes. Yeah. Ken plus Miami equals 230. Plus plus the primetime shows. So That's a lot of TV. But guess what? My and I repeat outfits. Uh, There's also the Patreon, we should point out, at patreon.com slash omnibusproject, where if you've recently discovered the show or if you've enjoyed it for a while but have never actually become a supporter, a world of opportunity for cool perks and a great improved self-image awaits you at patreon.com slash omnibusproject, where all the real fans go.
1: Yeah, now that we have switched to a once-weekly show, do not let that discourage you from contributing to the show. If anything, uh, contribute more, because you're getting so much more. In what sense are they getting so much more? You're getting so much more uh, concentrated (laughs) Omnibus. (laughs) We've taken two shows a week and condensed them into one show. And so think about the value of... I'm not really sure not if like compatible that. compatible with Marxism. Not like but. that old diluted show yeah. that we used to put out. Now it's the hard stuff. Future links from our vantage point in your distant past, we have no idea how long our civilization survived. We hope and pray that the catastrophe we fear may never come. But if the worst comes soon, this recording, like all our recordings, may have been our final word. But if providence allows, we wish you many goods and cheese and hope to be back with you soon for another entry and he'll...